Welcome to Fusion Church's Sermon of the Week. Fusion Church is located in Wakanda, Illinois. We exist to complete and multiply people who passionately follow Christ. For more information, visit www.fusionchurch.com. Let's dive into this week's sermon. Uh, it's great to see everybody. Uh, I, I encourage you, if you didn't see this morning, we posted a, a video explaining what our plans for the fall and the winter uh, are going to be. Uh, and just I'm just going to give you the short version of that right now, but I encourage you to go and get more the details and watching that video just in case you missed it. Uh, so heading into the fall and the winter, we're not going to be able to meet in this building. So uh, Messiah has some different policies and guidelines for how their building can be used inside that make it impossible for this group of people to be in that building all at one time. It's just not possible. Uh, and so as our leadership team weighed kind of, okay, what do we do here, Lord? It just felt like God was saying to us that this was the time for us to press in even more to these smaller pockets of community, uh, which we have always had a heart for. We've always believed that this is one expression of church, but it's just one expression that what we actually do in our homes when we're gathered together, actually something entirely different gets to take shape in our homes when we're together like that. And so, uh, so we're excited, honestly, really genuinely excited about what the opportunity holds for us. We know that this is going to be complicated. We know that uh, that there's still going to be some things we have to do online. Some of our groups are going to end up meeting more online, some groups more in person together. And we're going to do our best to try to work all of that out. But we just really feel like let's just go after it. Let's just see what God wants to do in our homes and in our neighborhoods and his families, getting to know each other. And I just believe that we'll emerge on the other side of this with a stronger sense of Jesus at the center of every home. That's my heart. Is that everybody, like if you could just, just imagine for a second, if Jesus was 100% the center of your home and your friends and your community, what would life look like? That's our heartbeat, our heartbeat here. So we're going to really press into that in the fall. And again, if you've got questions about why we decided to do that, okay, what are we doing? Then come and talk to me. I'd love to talk to you about that and teach you more. So far, I mean, I, I was so surprised. I got text after text this morning just saying, hey, I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about what God's doing. So I'm excited to share that with you. Um, if you are visiting with us, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, every week that we've been out here, we've had a few new people connecting with us. We're so glad. Some of you I've known like through email and other kind of stuff. We're just glad to see your faces and glad that you're here. Hopefully you'll continue to journey with us. Uh, if you're, this is your church home, make sure that you're giving. I think you can use a little link on your paper uh, to be able to do that, to, to tithe and give. It just keeps things going. And ultimately it's unto the Lord, not to us. You just deposit it with us for faithful usage. And so thank you for trusting us with your, with the gifts that God has given you. And we we're just feel really grateful that you trust us with that. Uh, that's, that's, that's a big deal. And so we're excited, excited for that. So today I'm just going to spend a couple minutes. This is going to be really short talking about blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. So we've been looking at the, the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount and looking at these different ways where Jesus says, these people are in the most favored position. They're in this fav most favored, blessed kind of position. And, and as we've been looking, we've been looking and said, oh man, this doesn't sound like these people would be the most blessed those who are poor in spirit, those who are hungry and thirsty. It's very counterintuitive. This is how the kingdom of God works. Everything is different than how you, how you think it would be. And here again, uh, the, the people who are going to be the most blessed are the people who give the most mercy. 
Uh, and that's essentially what this is going to say. Now, we talk about the word mercy. Uh, we all kind of know what that is, but it's important for us to think a little bit more deeply to understand what Jesus is saying. But, but just so I can kind of take a pulse, I'm going to walk around with this, and I'm going to need some kids to help me, just a few. So I need someone, what do you think mercy is? Lucy, you acted like you were ready to do it. No? All right, I need some kids who think they know what mercy is. Who's brave? Who's brave? Go ahead, come up here. Lily, what do you think mercy is? And that's not the person sitting over there. That's a different thing. What's mercy? Kindness. Say it a little louder. Kindness. Kindness, that's a good one. That's a good one. Who else? Charlie, what do you think mercy is? Gotta say it loud. Being nice. Being nice. I like it. I like it. Lucy? Forgiveness and my sister. Forgiveness and her sister. That's correct. We do have a person named Mercy here. Anyone else? Mari and Lorelai? Here, I'll come to you. You can stay right there. Mari, what do you think? What's Mercy? Giving someone another chance. Giving someone another chance. I like it. What do you think, Lorelai? is um, forgiving people um, after they've done something wrong. Yeah, that's awesome. Give these kids a hand. That's great. Awesome. That's great. It's, it's helpful because we have these words that are in our minds and we all know, like the Bible is a book that you can read and everybody can understand on the surface. But if we dig a little deeper, we can actually mine out more, more richness. And so mercy is this idea that's pretty simple but we can dig a little deeper. So mercy uh, is an attribute of God that's described all throughout the Bible from front to back, all the way from the beginning. God is showing mercy. He is merciful from the Old Testament all the way through the New. And mercy is also something that he expects of his people, that he expects his people to be merciful. God in, in, the, in the scripture is known for how merciful he is and a lot of the Bible, especially the end of the Old Testament with the prophets, is filled with a lot of prophecies kind of against people who aren't giving mercies to others. So God's people get in big trouble when they don't extend mercy to other people. And so Jesus here is just like picking up this like idea that's woven all throughout the scripture about this idea of mercy. And mercy has two kind of underlying idea. So if you get these two categories in your head, it'll help you flesh out what mercy is. The first one is forgiveness, which some of you kiddos kind of mentioned. So mercy is all about forgiveness. So when someone has done something wrong and there's an opportunity for you to like prove that person wrong and show them what they did, maybe even punish that person for something that they did wrong, but you choose to not do that and instead choose to give them forgiveness and release them of the thing that they've done wrong, that's an aspect of mercy. Mercy is all about forgiveness. It doesn't mean that the person, it doesn't mean that you ignore what someone did and act like it never happened. It just means that you don't use all of your rights to make it right. So an example of this, I don't know if you remember, um, just a couple years ago, there was a, uh, a woman who was a police officer. It was a white woman who was a police officer. She went to what she thought was her home, but in fact was somebody else's home. And she didn't know this. She had her gun and she came in and there was a black man sitting inside the house. And she thought this person was invading her house. And so she opened fire and killed this black man. I don't know if you remember this story. It was all over the media. 
Well, in the trial, as they were going through the proceedings, like trying to figure out, they got through and got to the part where they do the sentencing and they start hearing from the family. This guy's family, the guy who had been killed, got up and one after one, even though they, they knew that this person had done something wrong that they should not have done, were begging the judge for mercy for this person. God, I know, judge, that you could give them this terrible sentence because this is what they actually did and they deserve it. But I'm asking you instead to do this, to have mercy. So we're not saying let it go, act like it didn't happen, but we're saying don't impose the harshest punishment. That is an idea of what mercy looks like. And Jesus tells his disciples that they should be merciful people that they should be the kind of people that offer forgiveness. Actually, if you remember, we talked about this when we did the Lord's Prayer just a month or two ago, how Jesus prays that we should forgive others just as we want to be forgiven, that with the measure that we forgive others, that we would be forgiven. He tells us in a parable, do you remember this story of the unmerciful servant? where a person who is forgiven a huge, massive debt, the person says, you don't owe anyone anything, but then that person who's forgiven the debt doesn't forgive another person that has a little debt against them. And so that story basically is this harsh warning that if you have been given mercy, you should be extending mercy to other people. This is all throughout Jesus' teaching that we should be people who are ready to offer forgiveness, that we should be people who are ready to offer mercy. This should, be, this should mark who we are. So that's one side is forgiveness. The other side is compassion. Another side of mercy is all about compassion. So when you see someone in need, you should be moved to act on their behalf, regardless of what they did to put themselves in that position of need. That's what compassion is. When I have compassion with some, on someone, I'm not judging how they got in this position of need. I'm saying this person needs help. So imagine for a second, you see someone on the side of the road who just had a car accident and you know that they need help right now, right? You don't have the time to kind of think through, well, what happened? Was this person looking at their cell phone or were they drinking and driving or what happened to put them in this position? You just know this person needs help right now. So you go when you offer your help and then if there are other issues later to deal with, you deal with those things later, right? Because we're just called to act with compassion when we see a need. And this is an aspect of mercy. It's giving a homeless neighbor food just because they need it or shelter just because they need it, not because they deserve it. So mercy is not about what does a person deserve, it's about what does a person need and what do I have to offer this person in need. And this idea of compassion is all, again, all throughout the Bible from beginning to end. As a matter of fact, it's in the description when God says, this is who I am, he describes himself as full of compassion. And if you want to do a little extra study right now, you could not right now, but maybe when you go home or later on this week, go to YouTube and watch the Bible Project videos on God's character. They're doing a great job of just unpacking these different aspects of God's character. And one of them is this idea of compassion. And it's really cool if you study this word, it actually is the same root word as for the womb, a mother's womb. It's interesting. 
So this action, this love of God, this mercy that he extends comes from a place like a mother caring for her children. Isn't that a cool, cool picture of how God cares and loves for people? And here's what Jesus is saying. Look, I want you as followers of me in my kingdom. I want you to have that same kind of compassion. I want you to be full of mercy. All right. So mercy is about compassion on the one hand, and it's about forgiveness on the other hand. It's about freely giving what someone needs regardless of whether they deserve it. And Jesus operates at this level of mercy all the time. Everywhere, it's interesting, almost every page of the gospel, you'll see Jesus is moved with compassion for. And sometimes when Jesus is moved in compassion, it's really interesting, he teaches. So you read just before Jesus does uh, an incredible teaching that it says he was moved with compassion and so he began to teach them. Sometimes he is moved with compassion and so he begins to heal them. Sometimes he's moved with compassion and so he lets a sinful woman sit near to him and he includes people. Jesus, it's just does, he, his way his mercy is expressed is in so many different forms. I just love that about God. It doesn't look like just one thing. Isn't that awesome? Like sometimes his mercy looks like I've got to teach you something. Now, I don't know about you. Let me get real practical for a second. That part doesn't always feel very merciful. When God is teaching you something, sometimes the things that he's teaching us feel really, really difficult. It doesn't feel like mercy, but I'm so thankful for those things that God takes me through because actually I can see on the other side the mercy that he's offering me and instructing me in his ways and teaching me what he's, what he's like. And so Jesus is asking his followers to be the same kind of merciful people just like he is, to have our antenna and our radar up at all times, to be merciful people, to have compassion, and to give forgiveness freely. This is what he expects of his followers, what he asks of his followers. And the thing is, these aren't supposed to just be random, like occasional things that we do every once in a while. It's the thing that's supposed to mark us. So when people think about who are Christians, one of the first things that should come to their mind is Christians are merciful. Christians are merciful. If not, then we've somehow gotten off course just a little bit. Is that how you think most people think about Christians? Probably not. Most of the time, what you hear uh, is something very different. And most of the time, what you hear about Christians are very judgmental not very merciful, right? And we know that God is a God who also judges. Let's be really clear. God is clearly has a posture of judgment. There's no question about that. You can't read your Bible and avoid that. But his default posture is that his mercy triumphs over that judgment. So that should be the same thing. This is from the, from the book of James. This is Jesus' own brother says, mercy triumphs over judgment. So in our lives and the way that we see the world, the way that we interact with the world, mercy should be the leading point in our lives rather than judgment. Mercy should be the leading thing in our lives rather than the justice that we so badly deserve and want. It should be about mercy. We should be quick to forgive and ready to give compassion. And why? Well, Jesus says you're blessed if you're merciful because you will receive mercy. So we should be ready to give mercy because we have a promise that we will receive mercy. And more than that, we know that Jesus has already fulfilled the ultimate mercy on the cross. 
and shedding his blood and us being forgiven of our sins. So he's already given us mercy and he's promised he will give us mercy. So we're like have these bookends of mercy in life right now. And so God says, look, there are wide open spaces in your life to give everyone mercy all the time. I'm gonna say it again. There are wide open spaces in your life to give everyone mercy all the time because you have been freely given this mercy. And if the posture of your heart and the actions of your hands don't look merciful, then you don't understand God's heart as a merciful God. I'm gonna say that again. If the posture of your heart and the actions of your hand don't look merciful, then you haven't yet understood God's mercy. Maybe better yet, you haven't yet understood your need for God's mercy. I don't mean that to be mean, but I, I'm just sitting here tonight and I, I was just, when I was worshiping, my mind started to wander to the time in my life, the deepest time in my life where I needed God's mercy. Not because of anything that had happened to me, because of choices that I have made, that I put myself in. And I started to think about God, how on earth could you love me? Knowing what you know of me, knowing what you know of my heart, knowing you know the ugliness that's in here, how could you have possibly given me that mercy? But he has, and he does, and he will continue to do. That's really good news, friends. And so Jesus says, like, look, just so you know, you have been given an abundant amount of mercy, so you should be first in line to offer mercy to other people. That's what Jesus is saying to other people. So whenever we're withholding mercy or not acting out of mercy, it reveals that we've forgotten the mercy that we have been shown, that we've been shown. It reveals that we don't understand the heart of God. Now, can I just have a full confession here? I am still, after 41 years of growing up around the church and hearing these messages, still trying to understand the depths of God's mercy still trying to wrap my mind about, like what Paul says in the, in the book of Ephesians, the depths of God's love, like how wide and long and deep and high. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around this. I'm still trying to press in this, God, how can you be so merciful on me? And I know that I still have more to learn because I know that I have more mercy to extend and to offer other people. How about you, right? And look, I, I, this shouldn't be something that makes you feel really bad because you're not merciful. It actually should say, God, I need more of your mercy. <laughs> this is the awesome thing about God is he loves you and says, I know that you need to learn how to extend other people mercy. So the way I'm going to teach you is by giving you more mercy. What kind of God does this? What kind of God does that? Think about the story of the prodigal son who, who, does, who does everything possibly wrong squanders the inheritance of his family, does everything wrong. And then sitting there thinking, maybe I can earn my way back into my father's house. And so he goes and he, he says, okay, I'm going to serve as a slave, basically a servant in my father's house. And before he can even get to the door to prove that he's worthy, the father runs to him, meets him before the crowds can come out and stone him because that was the normal thing to do, to come out and stone the person who is shamed of the family. The father runs out and, in, and instead says, look, this one is mine, gives him the ring, gives him the robe and says, hey, let's throw a party. That is God's heart and his posture towards you. That is really good news. The, the crazy news is that's his posture towards everybody around you. 
That's his posture towards your neighbors and your families and your friends, towards, towards your, your kids, towards the people who vote differently than you and think differently. That's his posture towards everybody. And that's a scandalous message. That's a scandalous message. If I'm really honest, I think that God can only love people who are like me and think like me. Let's be honest, right? Let's just be honest. But that's a terrible world to live in because I know what's really inside of here. And so do you. So I think that there's something for us to press into. And I don't know if you've noticed, uh, the last, over the last month or two, we've had this idea of forgiveness pop up multiple times. It was in the Lord's Prayer. We spent a couple weeks on it. Joe, last week, in his message talking about prayer, began to talk about forgiveness. And then here it is. I didn't pick this text. It was just what was assigned for today. We're talking about forgiveness here again. I just wonder if maybe there's something that God is saying to us about mercy and about forgiveness because he wants to unlock something in our hearts. I just wonder, is that what he's trying to do here among us? Is he trying to teach us that we should be people who are forgiving people? We hope that you are encouraged by this week's sermon. For more information, visit us at our website, www.fusionchurch.com, or you could find us on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great week.